free. But it means you can get bit. like low. Get a little low and hi everyone. Hi. Could be the Delilah of gaming. Welcome everyone to our our listener episode. Today we're gonna connect with all of you out there listening to us in the nether sphere. I don't know why I called it that. I don't know why you did either. <laughs> this is bonus experience. And I'm so experience. glad that you could join us tonight as we talk about some life-affirming, positive messages that we received in our email, and also some Gen Con bullshit. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> it's been a long time since I had to listen to Delilah. Delilah. Dad was Dad was in radio for like forty something years, and he worked yeah. at a soft rock station for a long time. <laughs> so they they did that Delilah crap for a while. <laughs> Well, I know what our funny introduction before the show is going to be. Delilah. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Look forward to that. Could we do our introduction just like without Can looking we do at it? the? Uh, I sure I'll click away from it. I'm gonna turn in my little wheelie chair. All right, this is great audio. <laughs> 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 uh, 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 hi, welcome. Hi, hi. This is bonus experience. Uh, where Who are you? Um, a, a <laughs> podcast about games. Oh, damn it! I'm looking at the thing. <laughs> Uh, we're a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. I was trying to do the introductions first. Oh, right. We do that for God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, I fucked it up. I need a minute. <sighs> and I'm out of LaCroix. Damn it. It's been a real fucking day. I made a pot of coffee without any coffee in it. I just ran the water through the filter. You just, just made some hot water. And then I poured out the big... And I was like, why is it clear? Oh, no! <laughs> <sighs> all right, let's try that again. Okay, I'll, all right, we'll look okay, at the actual thing. All right. All right. Hey! Okay. Hey! Hi. As you may Hi. have heard, we're, we're bonus experience. This is bonus experience. Uh, I'm Monica. I'm Ray. I do the game writing professionally i always forget to say that i do the game writing unprofessionally okay and this is a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games we are queer women speaking with authority about games yeah we sure fucking are also yeah, and we, we, and swear. we swear <laughs> so die mad about it die mad about it we have listener mail to go through yeah we have I listener if, mail i don't know if you heard but we have an email address did you know? I knew, <laughs> like, I knew. I knew. I'm the one who's checking it. <laughs> Shush. I will get to that. Yeah, we checked our mail and we're like, oh shit, people have been emailing us. What the fuck? <laughs> Did you expect people to email us? No. I didn't expect people to email us. <laughs> well, um, people are emailing us and it is now set up to send notifications to my phone. So Even please. though we like specifically asked you to email us, we were like, oh, what the fuck? People are emailing us. Yeah, well, we also didn't expect anybody to actually listen to the show. So that... Well, <laughs> it's a labor of love. Right. right. So, uh, um, so, yes, we have an email address. 
we got emails. We're going to read them because they were pretty cool. Um, and if you want to make my phone buzz and annoy me in my pocket, send us an email. Yeah, it's great. I love getting emails. I love not reading them. Yes. <laughs> Monica, Monica just them. sends me a text like, hey, we got some emails. And I go, great. <laughs> and then I'm like, there are some important things in here. You should read them. And you were like, I will do that later. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem for future, Ray. (laughs) All right, so let's get started. All right, so we got our first email, and it is from Chris. And she wrote in to say, Old school listener, nodding along with you. Listening to episode nine, and just wanted to say yes! Leveling differently only leads to dissatisfaction, poorly engageable encounters because the parties spread too wide. Ugh. We just had to fix a six-level spread in a fifth edition game. How do you fucking... I, I, I how do you do that honestly <laughs> Let me finish the like, email. <laughs> no but like chris like get back to us like how did how'd that happen how yeah i'm also very curious <laughs> how did that happen because i didn't think 5e worked that way so That's very wild. curious about how that happened anyway also enjoying your show despite our game system taste being different i'm still kind of new at this jamming thing and engagement garbage players etc transcend all game genre divisions so thanks i play yeah, D&D, etc but prefer to play and generally run investigative systems like call of cthulhu i've been known to mix my eek with my law in cats of cthulhu okay hang on a second though okay holding cats of... <laughs> i've never heard of this all right you can keep going okay <laughs> i have an ongoing problem with not enough of my local friend group not liking the same kind of game that i want to run i pitch it as a mystery game setting some npcs are going to lie, players will need to take notes to put it together, etc. Interest is expressed in my investigative game. I recommend building all PCs with some non-combat skills at a moderately good level, at least. And at the table, all that agreement falls apart. Mm. One of my players really only does beer, pretzel, low brain game night. No one remembers info between sessions, but they don't take notes, even with prompting. Except my husband. Good on husband. And there's the player who always wants punches dynamite and Tommy guns time and zones out through the rest, which is 80% of the game. I feel criticized for his when's the action comments when I'm running the kind of game I offered. Searching scenes for clues, interviewing NPCs, discovery of weirdness, where action only means fighting to that player. Mm. It's similar to the D&D divide between preferring games centered on combat time or on social skills slash knowledge skills time. Maybe you could talk about the GM fun and player fun balance and how you manage manage a group with different style desires in the same friend friend group. Mm -hmm. Sorry that I have no cool doggo pics, Chris, and then she put teen in parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we also just wanted to say, Chris, that you really nailed polite and engaged feedback. So thanks so much. Yeah, honestly, this is an awesome... It's got everything. It's got it. It piques my interest. Uh, it introduced me to Cats of Cthulhu, <laughs> and it's got like a real, a real pickle, a real conundrum. I mean, this is an excellent idea for a topic. The idea of everyone comes to the table with different expectations. Um, I've seen a lot of different ways people try to manage that. Right down to like, I found like a contract online, basically that you like send potential players to make sure everybody's on the same page which i i don't mm. know if i really would go that far but i think well, that would be a really her, great topic for an episode yeah i mean her problem here at least is that they agree and then they go back on that yeah that's not cool <laughs> that that could that could be born of a bunch of different things that could be they just want a game and they're not even paying attention to what kind of game it is they just go yeah 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 sounds great let's roll some dice or 
they're just they're like too nice to say now nah, it doesn't really sound like what i want to play um yeah but yeah that's a bummer <laughs> like really hold them to it like this is this is the game i told you i was gonna run this is the game you all agreed to play so what's what's so, the deal here i want to know if mr punches dynamite guy can be i don't know uninvited. if he's punching the dynamite i wonder if that's a lie uh like a a comma punches well, like, comma dynamite, dynamite comma and comma. tommy guns yeah well it was all hyphened but i like the idea of someone literally punching dynamite either like with <laughs> dynamite like strapped strapped to their fists or like knocking it out of the air oh shit um, a dynamite brass knuckles yes that's fucking intense i love it that was you can only there's do a lot once. of <laughs> right <laughs> there's a lot of problems with the idea but anyway uh, yeah but like i feel like maybe chris should run say a monthly game that's intensely focused on the things she wants to do and only invite people she knows who will buy in yeah now i don't know what the group situation is like i don't know if punch dynamite lives with them or anything like that because i did for a while have a gaming group which were my roommates and so like couldn't just run a game and not invite one of them yeah that makes it weird it does make it weird but if you want to run a specialty game, because it's pretty clear that the group not that into this, even though they say they are, they're actually yeah. saying otherwise. I think maybe if there's time or space or whatever to run like a, a monthly game or whatever, because I'm also making the assumption that these people play weekly. Most people do. Uh, and that like have a specialty campaign and only invite people you know who are going to be into it. And then Yeah, uh, I was I was kind of thinking along those lines, too. Like, it sounds like this isn't the kind of game that your table game that your table group really wants to play as much as they may be telling you that they want to play it. Like, yeah, the, their actions are speaking louder than words. And it may be that you have to take this game elsewhere, like try to run it past a completely different group, like go to like a local gaming store or find a group online. Cause you know, places like roll 20 and obsidian portal have all these like looking for group options. Or, you know, if anyone listening to us right now is like, this sounds awesome. Like maybe we could find a way to like get you in contact. <laughs> with yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this. Whatever. Well, I mean, maybe we could start a community. I suppose. Stranger things have happened. You- oh no. Ray, are you ready to start another community? No! <laughs> oh God. <laughs> i think she just did you just run out of the room i'm okay do you need to do we need to talk about this oh what just happened i don't everything went dark <laughs> yeah i mean i you you might have to run this game idea by a completely different group of people because it sounds like it sounds like this is a group that that wants like a uh combat heavy kind of yeah. A game yeah i'm afraid that we can't help you change that. But I can recommend running a specialty game for specifically for interested parties. Yes. Yeah, you will find an interested party. I'm sure there's other people out there that want to play Call of Cthulhu or Absolutely. a very similar investigative system. All right. But yeah, I want to talk about this later on another episode. That's a good idea. Okay. I'm going right, to we'll make a on... note. Okay, topics list. Uh, when players want different shit. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah perfect all right all right perfect all right you want okay, me to do the so, next one yeah you do the next one okay um this came in from brian quote the fuzzy hello monica and ray hello i've been enjoying your episode so far now that i'm fully subscribed on stitcher i can't wait to hear more awesome i'm glad stitcher's where i'm th- i'm sorry i'm gonna fucking listen <laughs> could you stay focused 
<laughs> I can't. I made I mean a either. pot of thin water <laughs> instead of coffee. <laughs> Brian says, I figure I can start by sharing a bit about my long-term campaign and one of the house rules I've developed for it. I'm currently a GM for a 5th edition D&D game among my friends that has been going on for a little over two years now, but I consider myself a novice in so many ways, as this game is some of my players' first experience with any sort of RPG. We're all constantly learning from our mistakes and still coming out of our shells as role players. I took inspiration from a few sources of fantasy fiction for my game world, but the biggest influence is the Wheel of Time novels. In those books, all magic comes from a singular source, so I have attempted to develop my world where there is no fundamental difference between arcane and divine magic. Thematically, this is because all magic in my world was originally from a divine source, sort of like how the gift of exaltation or mortal enlightenment works in Exalted. Mechanically, this has meant giving wizards and sorcerers access to the bard spell list, which includes the core healing spells, and allowing selections from cleric and druid spells when certain story milestones are reached. I had a plan to develop a wizard school of restoration, but as we have no wizards in the party, it was not necessary to implement it. I look forward to hearing more episodes from you too, and I would love to hear your thoughts and favorite house rules for critical hits and critical failure mechanics. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Brian. That's awesome. I, ooh, I'm wondering, like, was it tricky just kind of opening up wizards and sorcerers to the bard? Because bards get some crazy shit. <laughs> like, bards are like, <laughs> bards are like, people shit on bards, but they have, like, well, bards are the best spellcaster but that's because of the whole magical secrets thing that they get where they can have like any spell they fucking want so i guess having the bard spell list wouldn't be the problem i don't know sounds cool <laughs> man bards are the spellcaster that is a hot take bards are a good spellcaster i mean you're gonna some people are gonna fight you no i'm yeah they fight me and i'll <laughs> write a cool i'll write a song about how cool i looked and how stupid you looked and that's what everyone's gonna remember okay I'm not going to argue with you. Because I'm a bard. Uh, I, I tried I to mean, roll it's... a bard in, in my uh, my husband's planning a second game. That's like a follow-up to the first. I was like, I think I want to play a bard. He's like, oh, that's so weird. Your character's already dead. Oh, how'd that happen? It's like, you son of a bitch. Let me play a bard. It doesn't surprise me at all that you have strong feelings about bards. I have strong feelings about bards. They're like the eclipse of D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I believe eclipses are the bards of Exalted, but okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Well, what do you have house rules for crit hits and crit failures? I don't. I kind of do. There's okay, this really great um, Nord Games. Uh-huh. It's a NordGamesLLC.com. Sells these Link two the show notes. these two decks. There's the critical hit decks, or is the, there's the critical mm-hmm. hit deck, and then they also have a crit fail. Is it built into the crit hit deck? Shit, I don't remember. Ah, shit. I don't know what you're talking about. There's these really cool card decks where um, if you you crit hit, you pull a card from this deck and they have different effects on them based on what you crit with. Like um, if you crit with a sharp weapon, you roll a D100 and on a two or less, you've blinded that guy. Anyway, yeah, it's it's a it's a really cool way to like kind of put some flavor into the the critical hits and the critical misses um and i've used it in a couple of games before and i had a lot of fun with it because it it's it's never anything like super powerful or game busting it's just an extra fun thing for oh i got a 20 which you know players are fucking they're suckers for that <laughs> so 
So if you're like, oh, you got a 20? Here. And you hand them like a little card and they get to read off like, ooh, now I rule to see if I cut his hand off. Like, you know, they, they love that shit. I And I personally also love that shit. So that's like my, I guess it's kind of a house rule that I use these little these little decks and i guess That's there's house rule. like crit hit tables and stuff that will do the same thing but i i always thought those were like a little too crunchy and not as much fun <laughs> as, as like a visual like here's your card for critting you're a good boy all right our 30 mail is from charles lines the subject was episode 10 related hey monica ray it's dinosaur from the tfs forums ah! it's great to, to... <laughs> there's something you should know about us <laughs> <laughs> oh god no not again god no do you need a minute <laughs> let's 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 i'm okay let's keep going it's great to still be able to hear jokes about the one beefy arm on the side of the kukla <laughs> after all this time <laughs> as another gamer gamer with hypothyroid curious as to how ray deals with the brain fog when it hits or if there is a way at all is there a difference between face-to-face and online as to how pronounced it is? I've personally tended to feel that face-to-face interactions are more likely to bring it on and in much more severe mashin. Mashin? What the fuck? Margaret fixed that. Margaret got it. Fashion. <laughs> Fashion. Without image board memes, Charles. <sighs> this is a question I can't answer. Oh, it is just for me. Oh, uh, yeah. I have, um, I actually have, I have an autoimmune disease called uh, Hashimoto's disease, which means that my uh, immune system thinks my thyroid is an invading body and has been slowly killing it, which sounds like a huge bummer. But honestly, it's like I take a pill every day and it's fine. I got to get tested like every six months. But yeah, I have I have hypothyroidism. And one of the um, one of the symptoms uh, is colloquially known as brain fog. Um, and it you just you just get dumb brain and it's and it's bad and and i'm now like coming into my own like recognizing that i also have like an attention deficiency so that coupled with the brain frog the brain frog means um (laughs) means occasionally things get froggy um it is worse face to face though like online i have it i think it might just be it's like using different parts of your brain because i have to like think of words and then say them to people and use like my body to convey. But when I'm typing is just tuck, 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 and, I, and I already do that for work anyway. So it's, it's kind of like a second nature to me. Um, but yeah, face to face, there's times when I'm like, like um, there's days when I'm feeling the game and everything is like a fucking masterpiece and I'm acting everything. I'm hitting all the right notes and everything's got the right punch and they're super engaged. And then there's some nights where I'm like, you guys hit the thing with your, with your, with your, sh- with your sharp, uh yeah it's a sword you hit it with the sword and and it's and the whole game is like that and i just stumble through the whole thing um the way i've been able to manage it is um to take breaks um which i'm not really super good at because i also have like a huge helping of time blindness so i won't even realize that i've been running for (sighs) three hours straight time is meaningless time doesn't i don't even recognize that it's passed until someone goes, hey, is it, hey, it's 10. We should probably wrap this up. And if, if it's a campaign, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, I'll, next time. But thankfully, I have uh, I have like a cheerleader in my husband who can actually like, hey, you should, you should have some water. Oh, yeah, okay. Or, hey, you haven't eaten yet. Do you want to pause and have some food? <laughs> so I have someone to like <laughs> help me take those breaks. Um, if you've got someone that is like 
close enough to you or at least is like responsible enough to every so often like raise their finger and be like hey we've been going for like an hour now do you want to like get some water it might help you out to kind of like to kind of recenter yourself and try to clear that fog um but yeah most of the time it's just like sorry guys i got bad brain today so you may have to help me with the synonyms and and also <laughs> very simple nouns and verbs <laughs> i so, cannot make the words go yeah Sometimes, sometimes it just hits and you just got to do your best. And, and thankfully, if you've got like a really cool group, they're going to be like, yeah, we get you. And they'll just laugh at how you couldn't think of the word for horse. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get to copy this onto the outline, but uh, we got a quick email from Jason at on a roll podcast. Oh, and he wrote, he wrote, I have been listening to your podcast and we (gasps) mentioned bus ticketing in our episode on agency. Oh, what? And then he sent us a link. Oh, what? That's awesome. Yeah, so oh, I listened to I gotta, the show. I and gotta go listen to that. Yeah, you should maybe check our emails. <laughs> <laughs> that is your job. It is my, my job. job is my job. Literally everything. I mean, Margaret's job. <laughs> it's not literally everything else. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I write the outline. That's sometimes. true. You do sometimes write the outline. <laughs> and you bring the professional clout. <laughs> <laughs> And keep us on task. And you keep us on to you're very good at it. I in case, you know how in our bump we say things are produced and edited by us or whatever. Written and produced. Written and produced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I Ray does the sound editing and engineering and I do a lot of the other producing. Yes. It's, I, I I I bitch, but I think we have a pretty good That's split. Pretty good. Yeah. And if we don't we can talk about it when it's not recording. I can also just forward it to your email too. Also, hey, I forgot to say, um, Mr. Dinosaur also bought us a couple coffees. Hey. Which is really fucking awesome. He actually put us over our goal, so I can go ahead and like just update that WordPress real quick. Sweet. Get those ugly fucking ads off of our website. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So come see our brand new beautiful WordPress after emailing us. Yeah. And then Monica will tell me that we got an email. Yep. And I'll say, cool. <laughs> and I will uh, answer it. Yes, yeah, so if you got an email and take if notes for me, got an email response. Uh, I wrote it. So. It was Monica. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the mid-episode break. I don't have a clever title for it yet because I kind of record these at the last minute and. Not in the right frame of mind for creativity, because all I can think about is pressure and anxiety and deadlines. You know, the life of a writer. Uh, I wanted to let you guys know that we have a new website now. Uh, it's it's the old website, but it's a new address. BXPcast.com. We got enough donations through our coffee page. That we were able to upgrade our WordPress account, which means no more of those awful fucking ads. God, I hated those. They're gone now. And we have a really cool, short little URL, and it's on this piece of paper that you can probably hear. Because even though it's a really short URL, I have a shit brain and I can't remember it all the time. I mentioned the donations from coffee, and of course I have to thank some of the people that did that, because you don't have to, but you still did, and that's really great. And because of your donations, we can like upgrade our shit and have better things. And that's what life's about. I wanted to thank generous anonymous donator who only left the quote long live tfs which must be some sort of sleeper 
phrase. It's going to activate my latent assassin abilities. So that's cool. I'm looking forward to that. You can also look forward to our upcoming episodes coming through the pipe here. We've got a really awesome interview with Ken Spencer of Why Not Games. I'm excited to bring that to you. We also have another War Story episode coming out. We're going to be talking more about Failing Forward, which you've probably heard us mention like a bunch of times without explaining it. And we've got NPCs. Everybody loves them. Why do you need them? How can I talk more about them? Is this making any sense? Maybe I'm still a little sick. Who can say? That's it. That's all I have to tell you guys. It's been a pretty, pretty chill week. So let's get back into it and let's talk about how Gen Con went for Monica. Hey, so I heard you went to Gen Con. I did go to Gen Con. Tell me about Gen Con. Okay, so um, we arrived Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. We drove. So from where I live to Indianapolis is eight hours in the car. That is not fun. I wasn't sure what the next word was going to be. (laughs) Fun. It's not fun. Uh, So on Thursday... We had a real low-key day. Henry had a whole bunch of scheduled stuff. Uh, I was a dummy who didn't schedule a whole lot of stuff ahead of time. (laughs) Every time I've gone to a con, which hasn't been frequently, I don't schedule. I just sort of show up and go, what's going on? Yeah, Gen Con, (laughs) you actually, if you want to get into some stuff, you have to pay for it ahead of time. Oh, dang. Or or RSVP. Like, you get tickets. Um, Like, panels and stuff are often free. But if you RSVP then like gen con actually tracks attendance to panels oh okay yeah that's cool yeah uh so when i arrived on wednesday night we we got in line we were in line until like two in the morning no then we got in line at like 1 30 no no then, like oh, this was okay. all happening very late we weren't uh <laughs> you didn't bring sleeping was, bags no 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 we didn't we weren't waiting in line for four hours we waited in line for like maybe one okay but we did roll in late and i bought a whole bunch of generic tickets which you can just cash in for whatever okay i was just like oh, i'll wing it um so henry sent it for a whole lot of things but i didn't yeah uh, right. so, so thursday i just was sort of like whatever i'm gonna wander around wide-eyed and get the lay <laughs> of the venue free spirit uh, on friday i knew i was going to be competing in the year's official malifo tournament uh and i was very anxious about that yes uh, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> you were enticing me from the bathroom. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, uh, we'll just remember your British meditation man. <laughs> we'll get to that. That's Friday. Um, but, but... Oh, I wonder if Headspace could 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 fucking give us some money. <laughs> um, we hey, could everyone ask. use Headspace. Um, Maybe they'll give us some money. Um, so uh, I scoped out where to go for Friday's tournament because if I knew like where the location was and how close it was to the parking garage and how hard it would be for me to get there, if I if I had all that like check marked off, I would be a little bit less anxious. Mm. So I did all that. Like I scoped it out, saw where I needed to go, planned out where I was going to do. Like what would happen if I forgot anything? Uh, I do the same thing actually. When I'm when I'm about to go do something really important, I, I fucking scope it out first. Yeah, it's like, a good, okay, it's a good where idea. is it and what does it look like and what are my exits? Where exactly. can I stash a panic bag? Right. I don't have panic bags. I don't, I don't have I, a panic bag either, but I did idea, have a though. big old like model bag. Put my, my thinking, put my thinking putty and my zannies in there. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so other highlights of the day um, included going on to the like open play floor and a very excitable grandpa telling me all about historical war games. <gasps> yeah, Those old yeah, guys are the he, best. Yeah, he like he was really interesting to talk to. Um, I have no interest in actually playing a historical war game. Yeah, like. He had a book about like the history of it, and it included yeah. rules for a whole bunch of different time periods. Yeah, and man. he was like, I wound up talking to him because he had he had the six millimeter figures. Whoa, really? Yeah. Does it? Do they come pre-painted, or was he like painting them himself? No, no, he had painted all of them himself. Holy shit, that's incredible! But, but like, apparently, Grandpa. one of the yeah, but like one of the innovations he had done was these like little paper craft ar- armies where like you you fold cardstock. And, like, it's got a printout of your rows of soldiers. Oh, that's cool. And they were all, like, little 8-bit-looking designs. <laughs> and I that's just awesome. thought that was rad as heck. And he yeah. did not quite understand why I thought that was cool. Ah, gee. That's, I mean, like, well, like, such a cool, like, like honestly, it's like, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I, I don't do miniatures games, like, period. I'm not... I, I it's hard for me to really wrap my head around like tactical strategy. Um, the mm-hmm. only reason I even played fucking Fire Emblem was because you could start marrying people and having babies from the future. Like I was right. all about that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I love the history of that stuff. That's I mean that's like like the great grandfather of like the shit that we play today. Yes, like that yes. stuff's it's important. It's and it's cool as hell. Yeah, uh, I was particularly impressed with the little like pixelated art of the toy soldiers. Yeah. And he told me that he, like, takes them and goes to schools and, like, teaches kids about history by playing these games. That's really cool. Uh, did you? Did he have, like, a card or anything? Like, I'd uh, love to, like... He, he did, but but my friend Brett took it, not me. Oh, dang it. I can ask him if he's... Tell Brett I want, I want that... I want to get that guy's card. We can, like, just yeah. plug him on our random, <laughs> like, extremely millennial <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right. So, oh, and so while I was down there, uh, I saw uh, definitely someone's mom playing Flames of War. Which is, <laughs> if you don't know what Flames of War is, Flames of War is a World War II historical war game. Yeah. Um, and if you play Flames of War, you immediately become a white grandfather. <laughs> That's just what happens. Doesn't matter who you are, you buy a copy of Flames of War. You become a white grandpa. Your name is now Gerald. Yep. <laughs> Maybe also Barry. You just just a grandpa. <laughs> or um, Barold. <laughs> Peepop. Uh, yeah, it was, but I was just like, you go, Linda. You kill it at Flames of War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Helen, fucking get it. Fucking get it. This is a, a male-dominated gaming field. Very, like, more historicals <laughs> even more so. You were killing it, Linda. Good job. Uh, so then I got to go to the Onyx Path booth and hang out with my colleagues there. And I went with my friend Brett, who was just sort of following. We were following each other around. And he has sort of a similar silhouette to Henry. Uh-oh. They don't really look like, but they are both taller than me. And they are both sort of large fellows. <laughs> with facial hair. They make an impression uh, on you. Yes. So, uh... Everyone there who had only ever met Henry once before was like, wrong Henry? Uh, So that was fun. Uh, It was nice to see everybody. Uh, Turns out another friend of a friend um, was there to get a Scion demo, and he just, like, lost his mind that, like, someone he knew had worked on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He was like, I want your autograph. So I like wrote something dumb on a piece of paper and gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs. Uh, anyway, I also got to go to a panel and listen to Mike Pondsmith talk, which is pretty cool as he yeah. is very much a veteran of the gaming industry and also mm-hmm. a black man. A really good like outside not outsider fuck what am i trying to say just an you know a better perspective than the same yes i'm a white guy with a beard but also very much a D20s guy are the are the greatest who i've heard a story that like he was running a demo of one of his games many years ago and some dude would not believe that he was the dude who wrote the, the game Ugh. yeah it's not a good fucking look stranger no. yeah yeah so it was cool to I mean, he was mostly talking about his um, the Kickstarter for one of his games, which ultimately went under. No, oh. um, so it was really interesting to hear him talk about that. Okay, yeah. So Friday, unfortunately, Friday was just Malifaux tournament day. Right. Uh, tournament standard rounds are two hours. There's a three hour round or three hour tournament or fuck three, three round round tournament. I yeah. got you. So six hours long. <laughs> oh boy. Plus, plus a lunch break. I dressed up really nice. I mean, I knew I was going to go to dinner with Onyx Path people afterwards, um, but it also, if you show up dressed nice, sort of a power move. <laughs> yeah, you come, come dressed for the gaming convention you want, not the gaming convention you have. Yeah. Um, and not gonna lie, I was like, butch dressed up nice? That can get intimidating. It's a good look. It is a good look and a power move. And a power move for sure. Uh, uh, first round, I made <laughs> my fashion chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, let me put out there. First off, I was not the only woman. Oh, good. That's uh, refreshing. I... Yes, it's very refreshing. I was fully expecting to be. Um. So first round, I made a white boy tilt. Nice. <laughs> uh, I did win. Tilted mostly because he was having bad luck. Um, but there was also some degree of, I believe he underestimated me. Mm. <laughs> you showed up, like, dressed to the nines, and he was like, nah. <laughs> well, he was he was a perfectly fine opponent, besides the tilting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wasn't, like, mad at me. But he did seem to sort of resent the choice of hero I was playing. Oh, no. She, I was playing someone who is particularly good, um, and I am also particularly good with them. So it was a little bit of a, well, that hero, kind of a... Yeah. Is this yeah. the one that rides on coffins? No. Wow. Um, same faction. I am was playing the, uh, I guess I would describe Nelly as an excitable lesbian journalist. But anyway, she's like a really heavy debuff master and is really good for the particular pool. And I am also good at her. So like... He he was like, oh, the last time I played someone play a Nelly, it was an easy win. And I was like, well, they weren't very good with her then. Oh. <laughs> uh, that was followed by a very tough match round two, which I ultimately lost. Mm. It was really good, though. Like, I played really well. Um, my opponent was a good sportsman. And mostly I just was just kind of outplayed and forced into making some really tough choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that I did as well as I did is a testament to me, really. <laughs> And so then my last round was against my friend Brett because we we wound up winning one, losing one, and having sort of a similar score. So we wound up playing each other at the end, which was actually a great note to end on um, because it was basically just like a casual friendly game. Yeah, just a friendly match. I mean, we're playing competitively. We're playing to win. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't have to like try to bat at home against someone I didn't know. Yeah, and you, did, and you don't have to like put on your, your game face. 
I'm, you know, a visible woman in a, in a visibly male space. So I got to make right. sure that I act a certain way and have a certain bearing. And you don't have to fucking worry about that if it's just a buddy. Just a buddy. Yep. Um, so the cool thing about that, which you're not going to get, but I'll try to explain, is that we got to a turn six flip, which is like the deciding whether or not the game's going to keep going, mm-hmm. um, with 30 minutes left on the clock. Uh, so we got there an hour and a half. Which is insanely fast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, s- tournament standards, two hours. Some people don't get to turn four. Game goes for five turns. Then you see if there's more turns uh, in two hours. <laughs> Jesus. So I take my sheet over to the tournament um, officers and I'm like, oh, whew. Wow, that was intense. We got to turn six. Game game decided by a turn six flip. There you go. I win. <laughs> and they looked at me like I had eight heads. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's still 30 minutes left on the clock. Um, so I, I ultimately came in sixth. Uh, from other data I have, now this may not be correct, just going to put that out there. I think I might hold the highest rank a woman has claimed at a major tournament in the U.S. Damn, really? Yes. Uh, can we fact check that? <laughs> like, should I we mean, like, be talking about that a little more? Like, Because if it's true, I want to be like, this is bonus experience brought to you by... The best American woman player, Malfo. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lady out there who might be better than me in the U.S. I know there's a badass But European we won't lady. know until she challenges you. <laughs> right, yeah. I would like you to challenge me. Also, if I hold that highest rank in the U.S., I think that also maybe makes me the second best woman in the world. That's no. a big... Okay, that's we have all... to figure this out. Then. That one we have to big it, figure yeah. out because yeah. I don't have data from, like, Russia or anywhere else where it's really popular okay all right yeah we need to research this tell me about sunday we're running long okay <laughs> we are really running long oh yeah then i went to dinner with opp folks and it was a million degrees in the sushi place Ew. that was nice too yeah it was hot it was uncomfortable hot but sushi people place. was cool no the like yeah the, yeah anyway saturday was mostly a cosplay day oh yeah yeah i dressed up as a malifaux character of course um which is my excuse to wear those costumes because no one knows who I am elsewhere. Uh, I wore it was a very heavy costume and it was a ninety degree day. Not, Ew. not the greatest choice I've ever made. <laughs> um, I had someone stop me to do a demo of a pirate themed game because the costume I was wearing looked like a pirate. Uh, oh, okay. She's not a pirate, but I was like, you know, you're not wrong. I do sort of look like a pirate, so yes, I will play your game. <laughs> Um, I also had this interesting phenomenon where, like, a whole bunch of men knew who I was. Oh. Um, which is not that surprising, given that it's a game popular with men. But, like, all the booth ladies, like, ladies working at booths, were just, like, coming over to talk to me because I look so cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the last highlight of the day was that Henry convinced me to play in a demo of um, Battletech Alpha Strike, which he was like, okay, play some Battletech with me. Do you want to either play the super crunchy, like, one person in one mech, or do you want to play the war game? And I was like, let's go play the war game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we played some robots. Had a whole bunch of questions that the guys giving the demo assumed that I knew more about BattleTech than I did. Oh, <laughs> well, it's a it's a cool little like skirmish based game, and I'm really into that. And I actually kind of had a lot of fun playing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What size table does this typically play on?" Because they had like a two foot by two foot board to do the demos on. Yeah, and they kind of thought I was asking how 
big of a board could I possibly play on? (laughs) And I was like, no, I'm asking if the boards I already own for other games will work for this game. Short answer, yes, but it was funny to hear someone be like, you could play on a six by eight board. And I was like, I I don't have one of those in my living room. (laughs) But I'm not going to. But I'm not going to. (laughs) Um, And I also did all of this while dressed up in my costume. So... I'm sure it was a sight to <laughs> seem vaguely pirate lady. Vaguely looking, like, very red-haired pirate lady across from Henry playing a robot game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, on Sunday there was more con, but we decided to just pack up and go home as an yeah, eight-hour drive. Sundays are kind of like a half, like an optional day. Yeah, and I woke up kind of having pain and lack of sleep for breakfast, so I was like, let's just go home. Yeah. Getting too old for that con, that con shit. That said, I do fucking want to go to a con. I haven't been to a convention of any sort in quite some time, and they're only getting cooler. No. I had all these friends going to FlameCon this weekend. I was so fucking jealous. So that was my Gen Con wrap-up. Now that we have used our entire hour of recording on something that was supposed to be short. (laughs) That's all right. Margaret will chop it up, and we'll have like a break in the middle, and it'll be fine. We'll cut out the part where we argued about who does what on the show. <laughs> yeah. Cut out the part where I was like, no, I can't hear you. Don't know what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go take my dog out. <laughs> While you hear every stupid shit that I say. So that was our listener mail and Gen Con wrap up episode. Uh, I'm recording this later because as you could probably tell from how this episode went, I wasn't having the best most brightest day and we forgot to record our outro so let me just jump right into that long after the fact where can you find us we've got a new website now it's bxpcast.com that's it no more wordpress or nothing thanks to all your generous donations we have a full ass real goddamn website like grown adults you can also find us on twitter that's bonus expcast on Twitter. You can find me, Ray, at Ray underscore Cole. If you want to find more of Monica's stuff, she's at Zenith Sun. And I think that's all I have to tell you, except, you know, everybody get out and change it if you want to. Bonus Experience is written and produced by Monica and Ray. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons license. And our cover art is by Nino Studios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to save your charm action for a perfect defense.